birds of the feather the sugar girl aj the suburban princess back here to finally get over the hump that was monday night football the demise of what should have been another win for the would have been nine and zero eagles but we'll let it go philadelphia eagles lost to the lousy washington commanders 32 to 21 the score doesn't mean anything because that last touchdown was bullshit as we know but I'm here solo dolo today. Uh, Eddie had stuff to do and I got my flu shot and I figured I got some thoughts in my head before I go back and take a nap because I'm old (laughs) and decide to lay down for the rest of this chill Saturday um, after running some errands and uh, I don't know, get it off my chest because tomorrow's a new day, right? So tomorrow we know that the Eagles will play in Indy, Indianapolis Colts, uh, Jeff Saturday being the new coach, questionable. And, uh, Matty Ice might be at the helm again. And if not, it'll be Nikki Folds. So we'll see. That'll be the only appeal besides obviously watching our own team uh, trudge out another win. And I I hope it's going to end a lot better than it did with that Commanders game. Because if there's one thing that worries me about a team that's been hot so long is that they start tripping on not even trap games, but just their own feet basically trying to overcompensate. Let's be real. No one thought that game was going to end in the L. At the same time, eight and one is not bad because they're still one of the best, uh, if not the best, the best team record in the league. Everyone has to chase where the Eagles are at right now. But the problem is we're starting to break down with injuries. It's November, as we know. And with November being around the time, usually everybody starts getting hurt. If not, you know, you know, you get ticky tack injuries that need at least a week or two to recover from. And so the first casualty. My baby Dallas Goddard. I didn't even put up his jersey because at this point it's like, why? The questionable call of the game. Blatant face mask. Practically ripped his head off his shoulders. And in, in, in doing that, he was able to lose grip of the ball. Which I don't appreciate the controversy of that call because, well, not even just the call, but just... The criticism of him losing track of the ball when his head was basically about to snap off so anybody that gets a face mask that rough and i'm sure brian westbrook and any of those former players can attest to that it's kind of hard to have control of the freaking ball when you're trying to make sure you don't lose feeling in your whole body because your head's being snapped off i mean great if you have the awareness to hold onto a ball while your head's going a totally different direction that's great on you but you know dallas got it ripped out so whatever at the point the point of that whole controversial call is the fact that they tried to act like they didn't see it but the other ref was clearly in the line of fire to see exactly where Dallas's head was going so yeah would it have mattered if they had made the call it would have but Dallas would still be hurt so to quote Jason Kelsey from uh, New Heights podcast shout out um, he did make the point that Dallas would have still been hurt whether they had made that call or not the only difference is they would have got a fresh fresh round of downs but still the point was the defense got sloppy the offense got careless and so that is why things like what happened with Dallas and then with Quez who normally can track a ball and then hold on to it as he is literally like five yards from the end zone I don't know decided to get up because he he wasn't touched so I understand why he got back up but normally you would think he would hold him to the ball a little harder because you know two Washington commanders are on your ass out of nowhere and normally nobody's on Quez's ass when he's (laughs) that close to the end zone so I think he just thought he had some time The point is, this team somehow got lazy after the first two scores in the first half of the game. And then 
they got into that real murky position of not knowing how to end the first half. So at the end of the day, the whole team blew a chance to really own this team. Um, Washington Commanders always, even when they were the Redskins, played Eagles hard because they play fast. Whether they're a sucky team in terms of records, it doesn't matter because when it comes down to the Eagles, they just seem to know what they're going to do. And that, again, goes back to the coaching because at some point they didn't do anything creative enough for the Eagles to not get too complacent, you know, to the point where the ball control became an issue. Um, Jalen looked fine. Um, I think I'm sure he wished he had that deep ball to AJ back, but AJ was messed up from the minute he got his foot caught on the turf and then switched his cleats and then he couldn't get his footing. So everything just threw AJ's game off. And Quez was just ridiculously not concentrating. And um, they didn't give Miles hardly as many touches as they should have. Miles should have been the one to fall back on at that point when everything in the wide receiver game was looking shaky. And they probably would have at least stole the fourth quarter had they just ran the ball a lot more. And the defense has become an issue because of the main reason why it's important as to why Howie decided it was time to get some more defensive help at this point, like stat. Honestly, without big baby Davis, we clearly are watching Swiss cheese of the middle. And yes, I love BG. I love Fletcher Cox, but I'm, they also lost Josh Sweat in the beginning of that game, which obviously did not help with uh, run defense. And if not getting up, you know, blitzes I think at this point Jonathan Gannon is the least of their problems but he's not helping um but at the same time I I from the door I don't think I really cared for Cannon again and I don't think that I don't know how many players you're going to bring in here I think he'll still find ways to make the defense a little too timid when they should be more hungry they should be more aggressive um but in comes nose tackle Linville Joseph who is a former player uh of the Vikings and uh used to work under Gannon, so he could probably understand the crazy that is not translating to Philly right now. And then um, old head OG champion, Indomic Sue. I always jack up his name. Um, forgive me. I'm just going to call him Sue because he's a mammoth of a man. He's actually slimmed down since the last few times I remember him. He used to be one of those guys that used to give everybody a headache. Um, and he's only missed games, apparently, from what I just read, uh, from suspension and not from injury. So let's just hope him and Linville can contribute to whatever role they can have at this point. It's a little too last minute, I think, for this game. But if they do put them in, it, it would make sense. Um, but apparently, as far as the Colts are concerned, their defense is something to be worried about. So I just pray the O-line doesn't choke as much as the D-line has been choking as of late. Um and I'm not going to dump totally on defense because obviously they've gotten this far, but losing Sweat and losing losing Big Baby Davis and then also losing Vontae Maddox, shout out, because he clearly was one of the pillars to why the cornerbacks, nickelbacks could all play a certain way. Um, Slay just had a bad game. Um, I just think that, you know, he clearly was being outmanned and um, maybe he just wasn't in a good position, but hey, Every player is not going to play perfect every game, but we all know Slay is, is that dude. So he had a bad game, but I think that everyone doesn't realize how precious every single member of this team is until they're gone. Yes, everybody who has to back up team members now should step up, but there's a reason why they're the backups. So one of the blessings of also bringing in 
and Dominic in uh, Dominic Sue and forgive me I'm not going to attempt it anymore um but having uh our longtime favorite tight end Tyree Jackson back on the roster which has been great because we all know that he was I don't want to put him in the category of that training guy that we always love that can't perform because lord knows he performed when he did have a brief stint before he hurt himself severely um he hasn't been on the field i don't think as an active roster in two years so it'll be good to see tyree jackson back out there helping out stott and uh calcaterra obviously none of them are going to be goddard we're definitely going to miss Gotti. we're definitely going to miss the fact that he can block and uh make a lane for himself um, as well as Kelsey helping him out. So a lot of these guys are going to have to understand how that works. Um, I think Stott obviously has a little bit more experience than the others because he's been out there with Gotti a lot. And But I'm hoping Tyree Jackson can kind of sub in to when the wide receivers aren't wide receivering. <laughs> um, I'm sure AJ's playing. Um, I think that he's probably just got a bum ankle, but I think he'll be fine. Um, he just may not get as many touches as he normally does just so he doesn't have any further injury, but I'm sure the touches he does get will probably be more deep passes. And just like Smitty does, Smitty will be slot, but if Smitty doesn't get open deep, then, um, it'll probably Pascal or it might be Tyree if they decide to use him as a, like a fourth option. I personally think that it should be a battle between Jonathan Taylor of the Colts and Miles Sanders. Cause at this point, Miles deserves the ball a lot more than he got last week on a Monday because it was short it was a short week anyway so at this point you kind of owe it to Miles to give him the ball a lot tonight I mean tomorrow so I think at this point if we don't see booby Miles out there running crazy then I don't see a win um but I do see a win if Jalen decides to run a little more to make up for the fact that they're not gelling I hope that the defense makes some important stops um and I hope the indie defense is left looking silly because every time usually they play against a, a team that's rumored to have like the best defense, the Eagles usually end up winning that out. So I'm not doubting that they're going to win, but I also didn't think they were going to lose to Washington. But I would think this would be like the RIP Colts broadcast because at this point, this is just going to be practice so they can learn how to be more creative. Um there's a point where you have to kind of give it to Shane over uh, Jonathan Gannon that the fact that he was a little bit more, a little bit, I stress, more creative with the offense than Gannon was on Monday night. But the fact that they didn't run the ball, I have to take that almost as like a, as like a eh, and he still lost. So, but Shane has been seeming like he's a little bit more forgiving with creativity than Gannon has been with the defense. Now, mind you, we all know Fletch is not coming that back or being um, given a, a veteran's minimum next year than everybody else who's pretty much been chilling on the sidelines. And if not draft picks, we'll make up for that, uh, that big gap. But at this point, I don't want to dump on Fletch because Fletch has given us a lot of good years. And I don't think it was a mistake that they re-upped him like they did at the time. But, I mean, again, if you don't have the normal help that you had all those times in your heyday, then you're only going to get what you can give. And I still don't think that's bad. I think, if anything, I enjoy him coming out of his car <laughs> before a game and looking like he's coming off of a 80s, <laughs> an 80s album debut with his outfits. But, you know, I'm never one to, and I don't think anybody should, 
tell somebody they're washed up when they've given pretty much the best years of their career. Um, and there's no guarantee that he will be gone because if, if we know one thing about the Eagles, they will hold on to people to the nth degree as long as they're not expecting like an obscene amount of money to stay. And at this point, whatever wasn't working with him and Gannon scheme wise last year, um, whatever he's not doing now, um, Javon Hargrave is making up for. So shout out to him. Shout out to Milton Williams. Shout out to all those guys that are still trying to do their best to get their sacks or get their, get their rushes and, you know, hurries to the quarterback. Cause that's basically the goal. I don't think it'll be hard to go against. I don't think they really even have to blitz too much tomorrow against Matty Ice because he will most likely do something stupid anyway because he has no kind of... (sighs) He doesn't have as much ice in him like he used to. But yeah, he did run last weekend. He had a pretty decent game, obviously, last weekend. Um, Jeff Saturday being back obviously gave him the confidence that Frank Reich at that point had stole from him once (laughs) that week before he got fired. But... I mean, honestly, at this point, we know that Colts are pretty much just shooting at the hip and the Eagles just have every reason to win this game just for sheer um, bravado because you're one of the best in the league and there's just no excuse for dropping games to a team that doesn't give you anything. You know, the commanders didn't give them anything. They just gave the game up. And that is probably going to be the worst taste in your mouth that you're going to have after uh after the week passes and you hear all the press and you hear all the criticisms and the tweets or whatever i mean let's not assume that players listen to that stuff no give me a break you all know exactly what we're all saying and you may have heard it before over and over again so you tune it out but you hear it so and i would think that every player out there wouldn't even lie to my face and tell me that they don't see everything that's out there whether they mean to pay attention to it or not I mean, you need to be humbled at some point in life, you know, eight and one is just proof that your shit don't stink, you know, but at the same time it does (laughs) and it can, but I think that at some point you need to be humbled and I'm not assuming that they're not going to lose any more games, but I don't think that it's going to be a, like a, a 12 and five record. I still see like 13 and four, 14 and three, you know, they can lose a couple more games. They still got to face Titans. They still got to face the bears. They still got to face um green bay and one of those games is going to be a loss and it just better be a competitive loss better just not be one of those like with the commanders where they just coughed it up i'd rather it just be like we battled till we couldn't battle anymore and they got the field goal advantage and that was it that's the case so be it but i don't want any more coughing up games just because y'all lost focus that's that's crap especially when you earned the record that you had and then you just decide to take a mental vacation during the game but anyway so and they also had like 10 days (laughs) to spare so i think the the antsiness died off quickly when they thought they had the game and then just brain farts left and right so a lot of the ball issues happened a lot of the defense lagging which they kind of can't really help that that's why part of me is not sure about how they're going to do this balancing act for these next couple of weeks without key players, which is why I'm glad that they did sign, you know, Linville and they did sign uh, Sue, but at the same time, you just got to figure out how they fit. Um, but bottom line, I do think the Eagles are going to win this weekend. And I did see a score someone had put somewhere, but I think it will be close to like a 28, 17, 28, 14 kind of victory. Um, 
as easy as it seems like it should be, it probably won't be. But that'll be just on the Eagles starting slow, I'm sure. But I do believe Jalen can bring this, uh, can bring his team back to uh, focus. So, and I think they just don't want to be that. I don't want to, I don't think they want to be caught blindsided like that again. And if they do lose, like they said in the future, which I'm sure they will, um, they want to do it because that team just happened to outplay them, not run their ass into the ground the whole game, but just like down to the wire type thing. And that's just a good game. Then somebody's got to lose. You know, but it is what it is. I am still a Hertz Brown, Brown supporter. They got my vote. Um, moving on to the Sixers, some devastating injury news, which we all seem to be hearing a lot of this week. Just found out. Congratulations, though, that the Sixers are eight and seven now. But hopefully, they're not trying to hit five hundred right away. I'm hoping that they can just keep the win streak going. They play uh, tonight. They play the Timberwolves. Um, think they're away for a little bit. Um, I'll talk about that whole controversial crap that happened after last night's game because I just now found out what happened. So Maxi is the latest casualty. He has now been designated three to four weeks with a fracture in his foot. Praying that it's not the same fracture in the foot that Embiid had that kept him down for the whole rest of the season. Because if it's that Liz Frank shit, we are screwed without Maxi's energy. But luckily he's a good cheerleader, so... Even if he doesn't play, um, and I st- I sort of think that he play he practices so hard even when he's not playing that his body would just probably just starting to get to that like teetering thing and fatigue starts coming in and the body just starts finding ways to conk out. We know that Maxi is a is a 365, 24 seven type of worker, and so. At some point, he's going to have to give himself a break, and this might be the break. So I'm praying that it's not. They said it's a small fracture. Didn't say Liz Frank, but you just don't know. Um, so bo- bottom line is he doesn't need to be on it because they don't. He doesn't want to make it bigger. So he's definitely going to be out of commission for a while. Um, and Tobias was out. Apparently, it was like a hip issue, maybe a hip flexor. Who knows? Might have landed on his um, leg wrong and caused his hip to hurt. But. Um, Embiid is playing his heart out, obviously. Shout out to him. Getting 60 points in for that one game, obviously, this week. He had a very historic week. But he's going to need that rest, too, because we all know he's not good for back-to-backs, especially after he had an almost 60-point game. So we're definitely going to have to rely on our OGs and Melton and PJ and um, Trez and House and... We're gonna we're gonna need the bench a lot more. Um, Timberwolves might be is definitely gonna be a good test. Um, I mean, just because you don't think there are any stars on that team doesn't mean that the youngins can't come in there and, and totally steal one from you. So you can't take any team lightly. Um, I want them to have a decent record by the time Maxie's back. I want them to at least have a competitive record. Um, it's really early in the season, obviously, with the Sixers, but. I ain't gonna lie, they have agitated my ADHD to no end. And not even just because of, you know, the Philly season being over and and the union and, um, you know, the Eagles at the time were at a bye when everything started, you know, was ending. So it's like, there's really no reason to not follow them, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm not watching every single, every single bounce of the ball right now. I follow highlights. I watched most of last night's game. 
but they're not exciting me right there right now this year and i know they have a lot more new characters still got Ferkman there but now he's on the bench not that it matters either way because he usually gets put in the end of the games anyway so but he has some kind of knee issue I mean there's one thing to be said about professional athletes is they do deserve their rest during a long season but there's something to say when it seems like when a player rests and you don't even miss them as a fan that's not good but I, I will say that I do expect them to win tonight. It's a 7.30 game. I'm hopefully be up by then because I need to give myself an old girl nap. <laughs> um, but I honestly think as a fan, it's just it's really hard to follow when teams like switch up the roster so much year by year. But when you're a diehard, you're a diehard. Um, but I, I'm be honest and say this year, I'm not a fan of right now of this mix of the Sixers. Um, nobody I want to go necessarily. It's just... I just feel like right now they're just not on the same page yet, but they're getting there, obviously. Um, with Embiid being active, it's always helpful. But I I think, obviously, he helped that push of the last part of that game last night. Um, but he needs his guys. Um, Harden's still down, obviously, until like probably after Thanksgiving. Um, hopefully, by December, we can have the full the full roster again. Um, I mean, 80-something games, so it's like they still probably going to have a lot of games they're going to lose. But I think the difference between them and the, and the Eagles is they have a lot more time to redeem themselves than the Eagles do. So both teams are kind of in this, like, weird limbo period where it could go either way. Um, but they got to they gotta put in that effort, but they also need their whole personnel. And when they lose somebody as important and as, as energy-driven as Maxi is, it's kind of hard for you, the other guys to show any kind of urgency outside of their normal style of play that gets you excited, you know? You know, Embiid obviously is the king. He's, he's, he's our OG. He's our MVP. But there's going to be times that he's not going to be on the floor just for management, you know? Um the Clippers got to deal with Kawhi being like absent most of the freaking last three seasons. So we don't have it as bad as them. Um, but as a fan, you kind of want to watch every night and be excited. And, you know, when I feel like the team is kind of slacking, I always just focus on how good they look. <laughs> and Tobias is one of the, my eye candy guys. So when he's not on the floor, it's like, who am I looking at? <laughs> Besides Embiid, you know, Cambodian, I mean, uh, Cameroon King, you know, I'm never going to deny that Joel doesn't have his cuteness about him. But, you know, I think there's just certain guys that just are more pleasing to watch. If you have to watch a game that's not really looking like a good game, give me some eye candy, you know. But that's just me. You know, I I highly recommend you guys see the Chris Red um, special where he talks about ADHD gang. <laughs> He says, I can't focus on shit. <laughs> but anyway, going back to this team, basically, before I wrap up, I just want to say that it's fun to obviously be in the midst of two teams that are kind of trying to maintain. Eagles are obviously blazing that trail right now. The Flyers are heading towards demise. <laughs> but I'm even more sad for them because they have an injury with TK, with Travis Konechny. So knowing that he's out with some kind of funky hand injury, it's like, can we please get a healthy team? <laughs> you know, 
but it's sports. You play hard, you know, things are going to happen. And when it's your favorite players that are down for a bit, it is kind of hard to focus on, on what the goal is with the teams every game by game. But the coach is honest over there, Tortorella. He's, he's straight up saying like they suck and they do. Um, there was no real indication that they were going to really be exciting to watch anyway this season, but the flyer faithful will be the flyer faithful. And we, and we hope, hope to God they can pull some more wins out their butts, at least to make it a season, but it's slim to none, to be honest. And, you know, we keep it real in the city of brotherly love. If it's not the move, it's not the move. It's just not, no matter what you do, it's just, they got too much competition. Um, but keep the main thing. The main thing as Jalen hurts would say, the Flyers should always beat all their main nemesis, even if they don't make the playoffs. Always beat the Penguins. <laughs> always beat the uh, the Devils. You know, always beat the Rangers. Beat anybody who is known to be their rival, and that's the main thing. You can suck all you want the rest of the year, but just beat those main guys. Just like the Eagles. You know, they beat the Cowboys the first time. Let's hope that they sweep this year. Highly likely. Um, Giants, they haven't met up with yet, but when the Giants come, I want them to at least split. Because I didn't expect they were going to split with the Commanders at all. But I want them to at least split with the Giants, if not sweep them. But I don't know. Giants got some confidence now with that new coach. So they may find ways. Saquon's still up and healthy. Daniel's starting to figure it out, even though I think he's pretty much not their quarterback. But they ain't got no choice right now. Um so, yeah, it'll be an interesting rest of the season for the Eagles. But I do think that that Chicago game is going to be worth going. I mean, shout out to Philly Sports Trips. I actually looked online to see how those tickets and they weren't too bad pricing. But I know I'm not going anywhere. I just started a new job and I ain't got that much time. So but if there was a game I would go to now, um, any of the rest of the season, I would definitely want to go to Chicago. So any of those who do go tell me about it because it looks like a fun trip um plus i, I would definitely want to do their deep dish pizza you know i want to do all the chicago things while i'm there and and hopefully witness a win but i'm also rooting for justin fields because i do think when they finally decide to protect that brother in the next year or so with a decent o-line he can be the next big little mr vic slash lamar you know making a name for himself so Speaking of Lamar, shout out to him because the Ravens, they're playing the Carolina Panthers. So hopefully that's a big ass win. Um, I just want Lamar to win. I still want him and Hurts to be two of the less, uh, the last quarterback standing. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes too, though. But I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs have had their day. I think the, the more interesting matchups will be like with Jalen versus Josh or Lamar you know, so it's, I think those are more exciting quarterbacks to watch. Um, Two is starting to figure it out. God forbid him if he's ever hit again like that, like he was, but he's starting to figure it out. So yeah, the young, the young group of QBs is definitely exciting. So not that I haven't spoken of this before, but I'm just reiterating, but yeah, so go birds tomorrow should be an exciting game. Um, whatever pre predictions could happen i just hope it ends in a win no matter what as always and uh yes fly goes fly we shall be back with the co-ed edition probably a couple days after this game um 
Eddie's been busy. I've been busy. We both got new jobs. So it's just, we trying to juggling putting this thing on air. So, but I do it from my, from my ventation that I need to do sometimes. And then I bring him along when he's available. Um, but thank you for watching any of those who have watched the code edition or even watched birds of a feather, whether I be audio or whether it be video, appreciate you subscribe. And, um, yeah, so here's to an Eagles win tomorrow. Beat the Colts. Go Birds. AJ the Suburban Princess. I'm out.